Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Common Chronicle podcast. You're probably hearing my cat, Pedro, in the back right now because he's being fed at the moment I'm recording this. I'm your guest as host, Dakota Martin, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, animal caretaker, dinosaur enthusiast, toy unboxer, video game streamer, all the jazz like that. We are here today with Taylor Esposito, letterer for DC, Marvel, so many indie comic book companies. Taylor joins me on the show today to talk about being a letterer in comics, a lot of motivational stuff, you know, pushing forward and working to get where you want to get in life, especially in the arts. We talk about a little bit about politics in the sense here, but we overall, and a lot of nerd stuff and spoilers, you know, if you're a spoiler guy or gal out there on the internet or in between, you know what? Fuck yourself. But besides the point here, thank you everybody for, I'm just alienating my audience right now. I thank you guys for joining me on this episode today make sure you guys subscribe to itunes spotify stitcher comic chronicle.podbean.com for new episodes and such it's been us forever since we've been back um we're gonna do a review episode though before this because continuity wise uh the girlfriend and i are about to go see black widow but in the episode release continuity wise the review will already be out so hopefully you guys enjoyed that uh yeah the comic comic chronicle podcast is back we're having some really cool guests on the show that i've been working with here so that's awesome but i've also been doing work on my own comic book strategy is comics so stay tuned for that later on this year and yeah i'm also on twitch coderex 97 if you want to catch me live ron on cut when i do video games check out the youtube channel that i do for toy unboxings dino times dinosaur theme show um, other podcast stuff as well too video game playthroughs as well lots of cool shit on there folks lots lots of cool shit kaiju stuff every now and then too really cool stuff and it's Dakota Morgan on YouTube. I'm at Twitter at Dakota Morgan 3, Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan 97. But enough of me trying to sell myself like a New York cheap whore. Now, folks, let me get to my talk with Taylor. Now, Taylor, good man. I like this. I'm a man of class. I think it was because of military in the background a little bit there, but I, I'm a man of class and tradition. And I like to say this with everyone who comes on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Of course. I mean, to be honest, it's kind of a man of your stature we don't have often on the show like we have people of actors writers artists all sorts of stuff like that and directors but like to have someone of your status to say the least here of being a letterer is actually pretty sweet status that's the first time i've heard lettering called status but i'll take it really <laughs> it doesn't it, i want to make it clear that's nothing bad it's a high to me it's a high status <laughs> it's all right it's cool oh taking out a record it does sound like shit <laughs> Your status as a comic book writer, like, ooh, or a comic book letter, like, ooh, I don't know. Whenever you put status in front of anything, I think it it really, it makes it sound bad. Uh, not necessarily. I think it's just the context you're using for sure. You know? think so? Yeah, I think so. Usually, I mean, I don't know. Every time I've heard about it, because the stuff I've done in film before, they're like, well, your status. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, because they're using it like, oh, your station in life. I get that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like some of the, like, well, the status of your book, for because I write comic books, too. I write, like, seven book series for SUGS, mm -hmm. uh, any comic book company out there now. And they'll be like, well, the status of this one, I'm like, oh, it's never great. <laughs> and you say, like, oh, no, that means we're getting delayed in the stores. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a whole thing and a half. But, yeah, like, to be honest, I think you guys are extremely important and, in my mind, underrated. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sound like I'm insulting you, but I swear to fucking God, I'm not. I'm trying. No, no, I, I, I get it. I, you know what it is? I have a hard time taking praise. Um, mm. I've always been like that. So I feel that. Naturally, I, feel I go that. into an industry where I'm looking for validation all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> us i mean you, you know i get it you know you work in the arts and they're like yeah like uh, <laughs> yeah 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 i mean but i mean it's not that's kind of that keeps you humble in my mind it's nothing too bad that's people say it's bad i don't think it is i mean like look don't get me wrong like, i am definitely someone who knows my skill set you know like mm. I, I am like you know and this is something recent by the way um Ooh. but Having been working at the school now, the Hubert School, for a couple of years now, it's like, all right, well, I I know what I'm doing now. I'm not just some clown who's kind of, am I, am I doing this okay? Am I just like kind of getting by? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I know what I'm talking about. I, I'm an expert here. Um, but even then, it's like, I'm an expert, but I don't want to shut my mouth, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> it's that little bit of self-doubt that still sticks with you. And you're like, damn it. I, uh, uh, no, I I get that. There's there's um recently been doing some animal shows with the animal work I do on the uh, as well, 
And there's things I've been teaching and whatnot. I also work full-time at an animal hospital, an exotic one. And, you know, you're teaching new people or you're teaching school kids and whatnot. And you're like, man, I wonder if I'm giving the right advice. <laughs> like, wait, like, this is how you hold it and stuff. And, oh, this one's venomous. And it's like, ooh, I, I know I'm professional. I'm, I have the shot for a reason. But then part of you is like, hmm. But it, I, like I said, I think it keeps you humble and keeps you motivated to, like, maybe learn new things. Oh, yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, it's funny because just today I was teaching and I'm like, you know, I'm like going through my usual spiel, like for the first um, class. I'm like, this is what we're doing. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. And recommending, you know, text because I, I, nobody wants to read. I know they don't want to read. But if, <laughs> you know, like, here's some material, I'm going to be teaching from it. So it's fine. So I'm like uh, talking about how uh, I was recommending uh, my friend Nate uh, Picos, the blind bot. His book Ooh. is out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I read through it. And, like, you know, I, I learned from it. Like, I've been doing this for 10 years. And I learned some stuff from reading this book. So it's not, it's not like you just stop learning. And by the same token, like, I was when I was going through it with Nate. I'm like, oh, you know, you didn't talk about this. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I explained it to him. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. So, like, <laughs> we never stop learning, you know? No. Yeah. And it's true. You realize that you're still learning. That's the important part. Once you think you're an expert and, like, I am done. I am at the top of the mountain. And then, then it's like, yeah, you just retire at that point, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is retire. And it, like, I think it's, it goes into a thing of adaptation right, and evolution. Like, and that's the thing. Like, they're like, you're always, everything's constantly evolving. Oh, everything. Sure. And it, I, I'll tell you for a fact, everything does. Let me tell you. I, and, you know, like, and people do. And you, you, I mean, it's just great to learn new stuff. Like people, are like, oh, you're so great at writing comics. Oh, you must not learn. And like, do you, you must not listen to people who come on your show and stuff. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I listen to everybody who comes onto my show. Everybody's way better than me. <laughs> I take all the advice. And they're like, even if people say I'm the greatest, like, I don't believe so. I, you, I, I'm like, well, what can I do to improve? And it's, I think that just goes back to being humble, man. That it seems to be a trait that a lot of people are losing. I, I'll go on record and say that. Yeah, I mean. I, you know, like I, I tend to hang with like-minded people and they're always yeah. like self-doubt, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and I, you know, I look at them like, what the hell are you talking about? This is great. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it's just that thing, like you, you're always striving to improve. You're always looking to be better and you're always going to see your flaws. Like, you know, I, I, I tell my students like, cause they're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so crazy. Whatever. I'm like, listen, I look back at stuff from a year ago and I see mistakes. You don't want to know what I think about the stuff when I first started. Like it's, it's constantly like cringe. Like, and, I'm, and I, I tell them like, uh, you know, was that line for Futurama? Sharks don't look back because they don't have necks. Like just keep moving forward. Like, don't <laughs> going. I forgot about that. <laughs> it, it's a great line. I mean, oh, it is. Total sleaze and a total asshole, but it's a good line. <laughs> And then, I mean, if you can quote something from Futurama, you know it's going to work. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, oh, that was a good show. Oh, that. Have you watched any of it recently? Uh, no, not lately. Uh, not lately? I, I, tend to I tend to do rewatches of stuff while I'm working. You know, just have something in the background. Yeah. Uh, oh, I get that. I haven't gotten around to it because um, I, I tend to look for stuff that is not going to engross me too much. Oh, then that's definitely one you don't want to, because I want to tell you for a fact, it still holds up. I, I had a slight binge. I'm like, oh, let me watch a couple episodes. I want to see if it still holds up years later. And I watched some of the older ones, and then I watched the new, all the way to newer ones. Like, oh, my God, I'm I'm 15 episodes in. Oh, oh, sure. This day off of work has just really gone, really gone downhill. I say that, and then I'm on my seventh run through The Simpsons again. Oh, my, how? How do you... Okay, you must play that when you're doing work. There's no yeah, way. No, clearly, yeah. Oh, it's, it's on the background. I no, if I sat there and watched the whole thing, I'd be uh, covered in bed sores. Oh, covered. oh, that's why I think it's like FXX or whatever the hell it is nowadays. They always are like, we're playing The Simpsons from the first episode till uh, the, the, the current episode. And I'm like, okay, great. So there's going to be no movies on that channel or anything like that. It's going to mm -hmm. be straight Simpsons for a good two months. Uh, yeah, that that started basically when I first went freelance. Really? Uh, yeah, um, I think it was like that. I, I might have still been working there, but like the first run of Straight Through was was then, and then they did it again not too long after, like with everything else that had come since. Mm. 
um, yeah, I just blew through it. <laughs> I'm still blowing. It's great. I mean, the Simpsons has been along with you for the whole ride. That's pretty great. Um, and, you know, like I, I've had on, again, we mentioned FXX. I used to have uh, Parks and Rec on all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. I, I find movie scores when I'm working. That seems to really get it going for me in not in a like, sexual way, but in a way of like, you know, <laughs> writing and stuff along those lines. Like, no, I get I, it. Yeah, I want to make it clear to people. Sometimes they're like, oh, that's what he's into. Like, right, no, I want to be perfectly clear. That's not it. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. I found movie scores. A buddy of mine, just, he's like, yeah, you listen to that stuff when you're, like, exercising. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, listen to it when you're when you're trying to write scripts. I'm like, okay, okay. And I, and I tried it. I've never gone back. <laughs> I've never changed anything. It's pretty great. No, I need to, like, because I'm at such a point where I kind of go into, like, um what's it called yeah, uh, deep dive or deep hole um like auto mode you know like a, the autopilot oh yeah yeah i'm working and you know i'm just there so i tend to do stuff that is minimal distraction just kind of like you know just i can just work without even having to think i mean and mm. that's that's the nice thing about doing this stuff for like so long like it does become second nature you know, True. I mean, you don't, you're not reading this. Stuff. I'm reading it, but I'm not like, I'm not fanboy reading it. You know, I'm like, okay, this is the equivalent of doing a book report. What's what's the gist of it? What do I need to know? Let's get started. Mm. That kind of mm. Okay, I I like that. That's a good way to look upon it. There. I mean, how long is it usually taking you? Because I mean, everyone's different on their on the way of speed, and then with deadlines. I mean, there's that too, but. With you, how long does it usually take to be for lettering work? Um, if I'm not interrupted with like corrections and life, and guys like, wanting you on a podcast, no, I'm not. That. <laughs> um, no, but you know, like if, if it's not just like little things constantly picking at me, or or you know, like I said, like crazy late things that need to be fixed at the eleventh hour, um, mm. I tend to try to do about twenty pages a day. Holy shit! A day. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you know, like if I if I can keep that speed, um, you know, doing about what twenty books a month, it's livable. You know, can't complain. Yeah, it's it's doable. You're and I I mean, to me that sounds insane because but it's like it it honestly doesn't sound too bad. I mean, when you're being the letter and going in on it and going to doing the work, I and I mean you've been doing it since apparently since the Simpsons have been around. So <laughs> I'm not trying to age you, but it's like. That you're, I mean, the professionalism kind of kicks in, like we talked about, and I, you can kind of like blow through. It seems probably like second nature to you at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, like there's sometimes when I need to like really focus on like what's really going on. You know, I mean, we work on something that's not so straightforward art or something like that, mm. or something that needs a little bit extra touch. Because like my philosophy at this point is keep things simple. You know, like it's mm. cool to like do all these crazy effects and stuff, but. If it's going to take away from the story, like if it's going to take you out of it or, or distract you from what's going on, I'm not doing my job anymore. So mm. I try to keep it like, unless it absolutely needs that extra touch, you know, balloons are kind of simple. Sound effects are simple. I try, I, you know, I try to integrate them. It's not like they're just sitting on top of the page, but I try to keep the idea of the story going forward, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of keep people engaged into the page almost and with the storyline of what's happening, what they're reading, and also to the artwork too, because it's all everybody works together in a sense. Even like I think people don't really understand that is, and I tell I teach people this a lot with the show over the past couple of years is when you're with with, with a combo crew and you're on a, a book, everybody's working together, even if they're not in the same working space, like in the same office or anything like that. Like everybody's working hand in hand on stuff like the artist is counting on the letterer the writer is counting on the letterer the artist is counting on the writer you know that you're counting on the writer the writer's counting on you too like it's a whole and it anchors too when you include them as well they're all counting on each other like it's a whole family network that really really counts on one another almost yeah no i mean it's it's one of those things like you know it works best when you have a chance to gel together, you know, like, yeah. And, and I, and I do try to, you know, sync up with whoever I'm working with, but when it's like, 
here this guy got paired up with it, this publisher. We didn't really talk, whatever. I, mean, I can do fine, but when it's like, okay, here's, you know, um, for sake of argument, um, my buddy Jason Inman, uh, who does, uh, we did Jupiter Jet together. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. we've been working together for a while now. We kind of know each other. So it's like, we can kind of just move on this stuff. And we, I know what he likes. He, he knows what to expect from me. Or, you know, like with Aubrey Sitterson, like, you know, I'm doing all these uh, books with him. And it's gotten to the point where he just writes, all right, Taylor, do your thing in the script. And I just do whatever I want to do, you know? This <laughs> is kind of like, I trust you. You have the free way to do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, as that's, he, that's he, great. He, puts, he puts Taylor Magic in the script next to whatever he wants. <laughs> I, that's that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's pretty great. Oh, that's cool. I mean, but how how do you become a letterer though? That's that's where like because I've heard stories over the years and friends of mine and it's, uh, the artist artist Paul Trinidad who brings my books to life. And, you know, I hear all the stories from people and people who become combo want to play a certain combo character and they do. But how, like being a letterer, like where does that come from in a way? It sounds like a very time interview question, but honestly, I'm very curious. Well, honestly, I fell into this all ass backwards. Really? <laughs> how, how does that go around? <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we'll go back a ways. But, um, you know, I finished college in 2006 um, and I was kind of like just looking for work, you know, whatever. And a, a college buddy of mine was working at Marvel uh, in the production, you know, bullpen. And he's like, hey, they've got, like, this temp job. It's going to take a couple days. Are you interested? I'm like, yeah, whatever. i got nothing else to do. Hmm. Um, so I took the job. You know, it, basically what I was doing was the early days of uh, that Marvel Comics Unlimited digital stuff. Yeah, I remember those days. So two days was like, all right, two days are done. They're like, keep coming in. So it just kept happening, and then they're like, "Oh, we need help in the bullpen." So I started getting roped into the bullpen, uh, and you know, I was there for a while, like five years, and I ended up being assistant to the to the bullpen manager. I forget what her title was, um, but yeah, so I was like, you know, second or third in command, whatever, getting stuff out the door, all that stuff. Uh, then Marvel Cop, Marvel Apocalypse, whatever they called it, when everyone got laid off. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I was one of the ones that got laid off and I had already kind of had like a passing interest in lettering, like, cause I would look at the unassembled files, you know, like I'd get the lettering files and all the color files and I have to assemble for the print. And it kind of like, was interesting. I think I could like this, and, you know, just kind of in and out of my ear. Yeah. Then the layoff happened. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So <laughs> I grabbed the books I was using at the time, uh, you know, cause reading up on it. And I was like, what the hell? I'll, I'll give it a shot. So, you know, I tried to assemble a portfolio, try to get some work. It was a rough year. It was almost a year to the day. Uh, sure. And then I got hired at DC for their staff uh, letterer. And I was there for like two and a half years, something like that. I mean, they're like, hey, we're going to California. And I'm like, I'm not going. So, <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. So, um, you know, I uh, finished up my time there and I went freelance in 2014, 2015. Mm. 2015. And I've been doing it ever since. I, oh, Dad, you're not wrong about the ass backwards, by the way, because you're just like, oh, I did a thing. And next thing you know, I'm doing all this and I'm at the Gilbert School <laughs> and yeah. I'm freelance. Like, I, holy I shit. I never really intended to get into comics. It just worked out that way. Yeah, which is like the best way to do it. <laughs> And, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a comics fan from way back. I've been reading since I could read. I, you know, my, my earliest memories is, um, what do you call it? Uh, Superpowers figures with the Jose Luis, Luis Garcia Lopez art on it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's my life. Um, but I never thought like, oh, yeah, I'll just make comics. Um, and it just worked out that way. That... <laughs> You know, people are going to hear this and they're going to be mad. They're like, I've been trying for so long. <laughs> and they're well, like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> my favorite thing to do is the people who are like super into it, but they're also obnoxious. Mm. Like, well, how did you do it? Like, how, how do you get in? I'm like, I didn't want to get in. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm here. Suck it. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they're all triggered right now. That's great. <laughs> I'll hear about that one in the fan mail. 
Um, oh, I don't give a shit. It's fine. But yeah, that's man. I like that though. I like it because it's one of those like you kind of just. Got, I mean, what did you go to college for though? Uh, graphic design. So it's not graphic like, design. Oh, okay. Not like it was totally out of left field, you know. Okay. But um, <laughs> you went to school to be a dentist, and then uh, next thing you know, comics. No. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. There is a writer who was in the CIA. So we do have that. We we do have that. I yeah, like <laughs> I guess I can't say anything because I write comics for a company and then I fucking take care of crocodiles. So here we are. So we don't we don't really know. And I also draw blood on animals at a, at a hospital. Who who knows? <laughs> this is, you know what I always I found I had this conversation with someone a while back was that when people who work in comic books like the lives that we live outside of them. I know we're not going to get into it too much, but like our lives outside of comic books are always very fascinating. To say the least, like it's way different than I think anybody expects. You know what's funny? Mine isn't though, because my life is basically always comics. Because it is oh, <laughs> like you know, I, I work longer than I'd like to, and part of it is because you know a lot of this stuff. You know, when you're freelance, a lot of it is it's work, work, work. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like bookkeeping and keeping up with clients and all this stuff. It's it's all the not fun stuff, you know. The hustler, um, the hustling bustle yeah, about it. It's, a, it's one of those things where, like, you just have to do it and you have to have the time. But I like to dedicate a good eight hours to, to my actual work, you know? Like, I try, to, I try to be realistic eight hours, sometimes a little longer, whatever, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I teach, too, like, I have to cut into my nighttime because I'm teaching two, three days a week for six, seven hours. Like, I, I can't get through as many pages as I'd like to at that time because, you know, my first job is to make sure these kids are learning. So, yep. yeah. Uh, so, so it, it does eat into like free time a little bit. But after that, I'm so fried. All I want to do is like, oh, let's go grab a beer. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go shoot the shit. Let's, let me just go do this jigsaw puzzle. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I I'm going to go bowling or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to not think about anything at that point and just like decompress. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's not too bad either. In a sense, like when you're not working on comics, I guess you can say you are when you're teaching, but then you're a school teacher in a way you could say, I mean, I would say you're a school teacher. So it's like, I, I try to keep it like interesting. I'm not just like, oh yeah, um, Mr. So-and-so like uh, Ben Stein and, uh, well, uh, Ferris Bueller. Um, it's a good reference. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. It's all references. <laughs> Hey, I love it. We're going to really age ourselves with that, though. And people younger than me are going to be like, who is that? What? Ferris Bueller? And I'm like, oh, God. Ferris Bueller was this boy. Yeah, a long time ago. You know what? I had a stepsister of mine. She had no idea what Blockbuster was. That's that's scary. We've hit that point. We And, and she's like, what's a VHS? Like, I, I've heard, like, is that the emo- There's an emoji or something for that? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no, it's begun. You know what I don't like this. So I'm in my 30s, um, okay. and I'm teaching for the first time. And you know, in in your 30s, you're kind of like, I'm not that far off from my 20s. I know what a college kid was like. So they, they asked me what the hell they am like, I'm so and so, and they're like, and one kid's like, Oh, you're you're like my mom's age. Oh, and my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm old. Oh, <laughs> compared to the kids, I'm old. Like. They were born after 2000. Oh, that. Some of these kids have never actually seen the Twin Towers. And I'm like, oh, that's nuts. Oh, this is, (laughs) this is hitting me. This is hitting me hard. It it very much is. Like someone the other day said, oh, we don't need that. I'm 24, mind you. He's like, oh, you know, I didn't need the ID. I'm like, what, why? Uh, I saw your gray hair is poking through. Oh, Oh, I've been going gray since 19. That does that means nothing. Oh, oh really? <laughs> people, I mean, well, I, the problem is people are going to think I dyed my hair. And they were like, oh, you dyed your hair for part of the fad? I know. I, <laughs> no, I didn't. Quicksilver, what do you want from me here? I, um, yeah, no, I, I, I've been going gray since 14. I mean, I'll take it because I have a full head of hair and I'm fine with okay. that. Yeah, but, but mine's receding too. So you, I, I'm jealous. Consider me, because <laughs> it's they're like one person said they're like, 
oh, as a hairstylist, she's like, yeah, I found your gray hairs and your hairline's receding. Do you want to do any treatment for it? I'm like, and I told her, I was like, you know, I'm 24 years old. If you're telling me this, I'm very much in trouble in my life, aren't I? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not gonna work out well for me. My stress <laughs> in the end here. Yeah, oh, that's what I hear. Yeah, it's it's a thing and a half. It, it really is. I, you know what? We move forward with it, and I still have a couple VHS tapes of Mash, so that's what matters. <laughs> oh, thanks, Grandpa. Uh, but how is it teaching though? Like, cause I've I've done my fair, I've done teaching at colleges before for film stuff that I've done in the past for set design and building, and I do teaching for exotic animals and such. But how is it for comics wise teaching kind of getting that is it is it kind of weird especially when you first started was it like i'm teaching about comic books it was weird at first because i you know i'm not formally trained as a teacher i don't know any of this stuff so it, i just kind of presented it like well how would i want to learn it so you mm. know, uh, give the basics and you know I, my first year was was hard i was trying to figure things out and i was like Oh, I know. I'll have them read these books and then give them a test so that way they know the information. Yeah, right. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Read these books. Ah, uh, what books? Fuck off, teach. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like... just like to, to go into the minutiae of the books would eat up class time. So I'm like, oh, let me just, here's the material. And I'm going to go through like the, the broad strokes and then you can just kind of fill in the blanks. And then I realized it didn't work. So and, uh, now it's kind of like, you know, I kind of present it like, here's what we do, here's what we're goal, our goal is, and we take it step by step to kind of get to that goal. So I'm like, I break everything down. So like, here's how to do word balloons, here's how to do sound effects, here's how to make your template, here's how to do this, that, whatever. But taking the first half of the year, just kind of holding their hands, walking through this stuff, I give them practice pages, whatever. And then the second semester is like, all right, now you're working. Here's a book, oh. three weeks. Here's a book, you got three weeks. Here's a book. Oh, shit. I, I like that though. I like it because it's like here's a, here's some help. Now you're on your own. You got to learn, adapt, improvise in your own type of style. And I said to them like, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for perfection here. What I'm looking for is every single page, you get better, you get smarter. You know, as long as that's there. And I tell them at the end of the day, like, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't be a letterer. Most, <laughs> most people do not come to this school to become letterers. It's not mm. there. Everyone wants to be a penciler, maybe an inker, whatever, right? But everybody wants to make comics. You, you don't think a lettering is comics, and that's fine. That's cool. But what I, what I want you to get out of this is that when you're drawing your pages and they come to me, and I'm like, it's not necessarily going to come to me, but, you know, someone like me, they work. Like, I'm not making, mm. you know, I'm not doing acrobatics here to get things to fit. Because I find out that you have pages that don't work properly, you know, let's first speaker on the left, room at the top, all that stuff. Mm. Like, I'll be nice and I'd be very disappointed in you all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I'd find that intense, but I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm a weird guy, so there is that. But that's great. Because that's it's a good way to do it. Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Draw on the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad, let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be, comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address, 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them, drawntocomics.com, or find them on social media on the number 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, Drawn the Comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick and mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. It's more just to get an idea of like what's right and what's wrong. Because at the end of the day, again, like I said, everything is towards serving the, the bigger purpose, which is the narrative, right? Mm -hmm. And if I can at least teach them, hey, don't mess your narrative up 
by making the letterer do more work than's necessary, cover things up you don't want covered up, they've learned something, you know, and that, and that's enough for me. Yeah, they learn what other people that are working on a book that they're making is going to have to deal with. So I I, re- I think that's great that, they, that like, students do that. At very least, it, like, if you have that understanding, your book, theoretically, would be better than the other book on the market. You know, like, yeah. like yes. the girl who did not, you know, leave space and, and account for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because fans notice that. As, uh, as you know, us comic book fans were strict sometimes, and we're kind of weird, and we're kind of intense, and so fans do notice that sort of thing. Like, I, I, I'd appreciate that. And I, man, what were you, like, te- I need you to teach me, like, high school again or something, because I feel like it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be, like, a lot more, it'd be a lot nicer. You know what? That's one of those things, like, I, I remember being in school, and, you know, like, when you're, like, taking a history class, and I'm going to date myself. When they, they got this the projector with the freaking the dry erase on it you know you can write oh it. i remember those oh yeah. i do remember some, yeah, reason, yeah. some some listeners are gonna be like what the hell is he talking about yeah, but, we have small boards <laughs> uh the, you know they they taking a class like that where just note taking or all all theoretical no practical i can't do that i hate that which yeah. one reason i became an art major because hands-on figure things out that's how i learn you know you can tell me obviously not two plus two is four but like you know you can tell me that and i'll look at you like what are you talking about but if you give me two apples and two oranges and how many i have okay now i i see it you know i'm I'm tactile i'm i'm visual and that's what i try to do with this you know like i i could tell you oh this is the theory of lettering and i you know i give my theory but it's more just about doing Mm. I like that. I really do because, I mean, it's got to be taking at things when you're teaching it too. It's got to be very interesting because you don't want everyone to do just your way. You want them to do their way. That's what yeah. I. Th- that's why I give credit to you, you and everybody else who teaches stuff in the arts because, like, everyone's like, oh, they're just teaching them a certain way. It's like, no, we're trying to teach them a way to do it. But the goal is to have them do it in their own creative way. So then it's their way of doing I, things. I mean, so then they can get a job. Early on, I try to get them to do it my way. So oh, can, okay. So they can understand what I'm doing. Mm, and then mm. I'm okay with them diverging because now it's like, all right, now that you understand why I did this, apply that kind of critical thinking here, you know, like that kind of thing. Ooh, okay. All right. I like it. I like extra, it. Extra points for using the term critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> extra, good, good extra points. Extra credit. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. That's I like that though. It's so I mean it's overall I it's kind of living the dream almost. One would say <laughs> it's Jay's prehistoric pets. It's living the dream because you get to work in comics, you're doing the freelance work, and then you're teaching. But you got to be honest with me here. Which one's less stressful, freelance work or teaching? Mm, less stressful. Yeah. Because we find out which one's the most stressful. Um, honestly, I think the the teaching is less stressful. Really. Yeah. Because why is it? For the most part, I have an opportunity the next time. Comics is like uh, deadline, and it's like deadlines suck. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, especially, they do. Especially when it's like, here's 30 pages. When's it due? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And there, you know, people, there is somebody who's, who's a big comic book fan that I know, and they're like, oh, wait, you get the comic book writer, like comic book workers have, uh, deadlines yeah we do (laughs) they're they're not fun they're it's not just finish it whenever deadlines deadlines are rough deadlines are rough but i like i mean it makes sense in a way though because yeah you're right you you can just continue and redo it but like if you're trying to do something and you're trying to hustle and maybe picture why you should be good for this book you have that one shot if you don't get it you're not going to be on that book yeah and i mean i I was you know I, i steal things from all the best people uh, I forget who I sold this one from, though. But I, I was telling, like, you know, in your career, your your reputation is what makes you. And you can have a couple different kinds of res- reputations. You can have uh, being fast, mm. being good, or being a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you you might not necessarily have them all. But if you have 
I think it's, I'm stealing this from Neil Gaiman now that I think about it. I like, it was, <laughs> Sounds like him. <laughs> it does yeah, sound like him a lot. Like, it, you'll do fine, you know? Like, if you're yeah. an asshole, but you're really good and you're always on time, people kind of forgive it. And if you're a nice guy and you're always on time, like, people just want to work with you. And what would be the third combination? Oh, um, I guess if you're an asshole and a nice guy? No. I forget. Oh, Maybe, shit. You go, you go with <laughs> Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, people figure it out. I also tell them, like, there's a triangle, you know, like, this is the other side of it. Like, you've got people who are going to want things fast, people are going to want things on time, and people are going to want things good. And this triangle, you can only take two. So choose wisely. You know, and this is what I tell them to tell their, their clients, basically. You know, like, you can get it fast, but it might not be good. Um, you can get it on time. But it's, it's going to cost, you know, like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, I mean, that's useful. It's, it's extremely useful. Because, and I guess we should make it clear to people, in case people listening don't know, it, there is a lot of competition when you work in comics, no matter what job it is. So when you're competing for stuff, you have to be able to stand out a little bit here. And you have to say the right things, like what you just said. In order to get the job, because it, it's it's so indie or near freelance, and it's so competitive. No, no, absolutely, and I mean, you know, I try I try not to think of it so much as competing. Like I'm friends with most of the people who also do this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, but kind of because we are a big family in a way too. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's just one of those things that like. You know, when you see someone else doing really well and you're like, I, I want to do what they're doing, you kind of keep up with them. That's what it is. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it does get hard because, you know, things get less and less, you know, like if someone likes you and they don't like me and they keep giving you work, it, it sucks, but that's life, you know. Mm -hmm. But you, you try to stay relevant, you try to stay on top of things and, you know, it, it'll be your time again, that kind of thing. You know, like I try to, I, I never have ill will against someone getting a job over me. Um, because they earned it, you know? Yeah. yeah. They worked hard, you know, it, you work hard too, but they work hard. And it's like the, the whole thing, everybody's getting the places and they get the jobs because they work hard. They, no one's getting shit because they sit on their ass. They, and oh, people will say, well, yeah, I just sat around and then everything else is handed to me. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I hardly believe that. Like, you have to work hard to get to the places that people are getting to. You know, people aren't just handed things as much as people think they are. Mm -hmm. which it's a miss I, I love that so much people are, oh this person's a big name so they were just handed to it i'm like yeah you know how do i think they became a big name i didn't think this person gets to work on that because they worked hard for years you know so if you look at the person's history they've been in the comic industry for 30 years people, a, see, people see the, the results and they don't see the work you know yes yes because <laughs> You know, to, to most people, you come out of nowhere, but it's like, yeah, but you didn't see all the indie books I did. You didn't see all the oh, yeah. that never got picked up, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all the stuff, those those book series that we worked on that were canceled, that were about to come out, and it's just the whole thing and a half. It's like, yeah, you go through ups and you go through downs. They get to it. It's, yeah. We need to have a TED Talk on this. <laughs> that's, your, that's your next stop there, Taylor, is to do TED Talk. Um, I don't know if I could do a TED Talk for that long. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I like to hear myself talk, but even I'm not that crazy. <laughs> oh, it's, it is a high level of stress going from Kubert School to TED Talk. There is that. I will give you that. Yeah, I've got I've got maybe, um, you know, 15 kids per class that I usually go with. Oh, God. I, I'm not <laughs> Oh, well, then. And I, mean, and, I, and I like talking about what I do. You know, like, I could talk for yeah. hours, but... Also, at some point, I'm like, am I just rambling now? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I get that. Oh, I get that a lot. I, I'm curious, though, because you've been obviously been working for a long time. You got to work the big two and such. You're doing indie series and your own thing. I've And you were saying, you mentioned before, you've been a comic books fan before that, too. Did you get a chance to work on any of your favorites yet? Or are there still some that you want us to still work on? I mean, I've worked on stuff I like, but... Um, so, like, when I came into D.C., right, um, it was, I would say, a year into the New 52. Um, and I was a low man in a totem pole, so I was kind of getting thrown whatever was like, all right, this book's here, you know, like, 
I didn't get a regular series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, oh, uh, this book is, is finishing up and, and our regular guy's busy. He can just do it. Okay, fine. Um, so it was a lot of that for a bit. And then it was like, all right, uh, here's a, a Batman uh, backup story or here's a, a Green Lantern that nobody's available for. Like, you do it, you know, that kind of stuff. So I got to I got to pick a little bit, you know, I did a couple flash issues, I did a couple green lantern issues, things like that. But I never had a run, and that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to have a run. Mm. Um, I mean, Preferred character? Um I could go on. I mean oh. <laughs> I'd like to run on Batman, I'd like a run on and I'm specifying detective as a different book because I want that. Uh, oh. I'd love a run on the question. Uh good choice. Uh, Snake Eyes or G.I. Joe in general, uh Captain America, Fantastic Four. Like yeah, I could name on and on and on. I would love to work on everything. Um but I don't make that my goal anymore. Um mm. I don't want to be seen as a guy who's just like, oh I want the clout, I want the like, I like working, you know, and mm-hmm. as long as I'm working, I'm happy. Like um you know, people talk about awards all the time. Like, honestly, it'd be nice to win one, but I don't care because yeah. as long as I'm working and I've got a career that can keep me going, what do I need an award for? I mean, you get to live like a dream almost. I, that's I think so a lot of people don't understand. Nightmare, but <laughs> oh, that is fair. When it, when it's dark days, they are really dark, and it's like. And it's like a Harry Potter bad dream or some shit, or Dr. Seuss's worst nightmare to quote Armageddon. So I like, you never know. <laughs> That's fair. But in a way too, you're, you're right. And I, I, and I love that too, because there's people I know, I want to name names and they're like, oh, I'm going for the big award in comics. Like why? You get to work in comics. I mean, like, it would this, be- That's the award itself. Don't be wrong. It would be nice. And yes, like, it would. It would be good. It would be cool to have a trophy or a plaque. That's that's true. Like if I can call myself Eisner Award-winning letterer for sake of argument, that's gonna mm. open up a lot more doors. You know, like oh, that's this true. guy's got an Eisner. Let's get him. That that'd be wonderful. Don't be wrong. But I'm doing well. I can't. Yeah. I'm happy. It's it's a cherry on the top. It's not necessary. Exactly. Exactly, and it's the thing like they are not they're nice, but it's it's a whole yeah they're a whole thing. We'll get it. I don't want to like really piss anybody off with it, because uh, <laughs> I know some people are like, oh, we really want to go for it. Like, I mean, it is something that you can just get. Like it is a, just a nice addition to have it, but to just work only for that award, I kind of feel like you're missing the point of what you're doing there. You're you're missing the point of creating because when you create. To me, if you're in if in the arts, right, like we're when we're doing what we do, we're doing it because we want to create, because we want to inspire, because we want to motivate. We also want to make money and we want to be able to pay bills and eat. Very helpful. But we're doing it because we like it and because we enjoy what we do. We're not doing it to be rich and famous. You know, if your goal is to be rich and famous in the something, most Definitely. likely you're not going to achieve the goal. Definitely not being comics. No. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like I've chose the worst three things to ever get rich in, and it was comics, film, and animal caretaking. Let me tell you, Taylor, you don't make money in either one of those. Look, I, I don't even want to be rich. No, like, it seems overrated. It's a headache I don't want. And yep. frankly, if we start getting into this whole thing, I'm all about the redistribution of wealth. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. And you know what? Taxes seem like a bitch that you got to pay on all that, if you do pay taxes, which yeah. you should. Should I don't mind paying taxes. I'm fine with it. Yeah. As long as they're being used for what they're supposed to be. It's true. That's very true. Um, and I've seen how they don't get used for that. And that's what pisses me off and gets me angry about paying taxes. Like, I mean, you are, I mean, if you don't mind saying, I believe you're on the East Coast. I mean, you can say the state if you like to. I don't know if you want to or not. I'm in Jersey. I don't know. Jersey. Well, okay. Okay. Some people you know get where, weird. If you know where the Cooper School is, you know I'm in Jersey. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. I mean, Jersey itself, I mean, it's just a few times we get kind of political on the show because we can get into this. The, like, Jersey itself, that's a whole bucket of worms. I mean, being in Arizona, I kind of feel that too because you wonder where the fuck everything goes because it ain't a lot of shit you think it needs to go to. And in Jersey, I got friends of mine that live out there too, and it ain't, they're saying, they say the same thing. It, it does better, I think, when people can pay attention to what's going on. Hmm. But I, I spent most of my life 
you know, suburbs of New York. Um, and those places, people are trying to get day to day. They don't have time to go to town hall meetings or school board meetings and see what's happening to their money. You know, um, when you when you live more comfortably or, you know, you're like me where you can actually be home and also keep an eye on these things. Yeah. You can be a little more attentive and be like, hey, 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 hey what the hell's going on here? Um, yeah. And then, you know, people in power will do whatever the hell they want. It's true. I mean, there's a quote somebody told and I wonder I want to get your opinion on this is pretty good or not is a lot of us are just Clark Kent's living in a world of Lex Luthor's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Do. I mean, one of them just drove like a whole mech suit from Avatar the other day. So there's that too. <laughs> so, but, but hey, get yeah, out I, of that. I huh? about that. When, he, when he posted that picture, it was like, I don't know if he posted it. Someone posted that picture and they were like, age 57, this age, whatever, all the way down. I was like, age 60, uh, destroy Superman. So yeah, <laughs> it's, we're going there. We're, hey, who knows? Somebody, I, I want to get this on record because I was talking about some friends of mine from Illinois who visited. And we were talking about, you know, Bezos going to space. And it was, I, I laughed. I said, hey, what happens if we don't allow him to come back? <laughs> what, what does he do? <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, oh, it's a very good question. <laughs> what do you do? And they're like, yeah, you know, no, sorry, we're done with you. Uh, UN says he can't come back. Good luck trying to get back. Like, what, what happens? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've. Listen, if, if we could send a couple more people out there, I wouldn't. <laughs> hey, hey, we got, no. we all know the list. We, we know the right list. Left. I'm just talking obnoxious assholes. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh. oh, yes. But besides that point, man, I mean, it's, I know it's getting late for you and I've had you on for a bit. I don't want to take too much of your time. You're, you're fine. I had some coffee. I'm, I'm going to be up for a bit. Oh, you really? <laughs> I I I had two cups of coffee within two hours before heading to the reptile sanctuary this morning because one of the when you all right when you have a family member who works at a, at a Starbucks make sure you figure out which one it is beforehand because I went to the wrong one got a drink and I'm like oh wait I don't see her is she on break text to make sure oh oh my sister is not here at this one she's at a different one and she really wants to give me a coffee beforehand looks like I'm getting two now <laughs> and uh. Ooh. It just sounds like Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Did it really? I'll yeah. take. That's great. Oh, oh, I'll definitely take that. That's <laughs> the best compliment I'll ever have. Oh man, see, so, yeah, no, I get that. But I mean, are you going to be going to work tonight? Is it work night for you, or is you just take coffee for the, for coming on the show? I just like drinking coffee tonight. I don't. I, I'm a crazy person, but <laughs> you're more crazier than I am. I drink coffee for the taste at this point because it's not doing anything. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm heading to that point. It's very close. And it's that point where they're like, why do you have so much flavoring and sugar in there? Like, it's got to affect me somehow. It's, it's becoming bland. I, I, I just drink it black. I don't even care. <laughs> that's a relaxing drink. To me, that's 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 I'm breaking off. I'm on a day off from everything, which is rare. And I'm opening a book, like a book book. Like, you know, maybe I'm reading up on some science stuff going on, maybe some vet stuff. I'm reading up on a lot of things or zoo or zoo stuff. And I just or I'm reading comic books and just black cup of coffee in the morning, plugging some headphones and say, Fuck you world. I'm like, I got coffee and books. Yeah, no, I um uh, it's funny, I got to a point not so much now. Now it's it's gotten better, but that's a point where I was like, I don't want to read for fun right now. <laughs> like, it was like, really? really? You hit that point? Um, well, you know, you see so many pages of comics. The last thing you want to do is read more comics. Oh, that's fair. But what about book books, like novels and such? Is it still the I, same with those? I don't have the time for that. Like, oh. I, I'll forget one day to the next because I'm so there's so much stuff on my mind, you know? Oh, Kendall. I, I, maybe maybe audiobooks? I do audiobooks. Um, okay, okay, okay. I haven't done one in a while because I've been – you know, just binging stuff while I work. That's fair. But um, the last one I really enjoyed was uh, it was a while back. But uh, "Paddle Your Own Canoe" from uh, Nick Offerman. I've heard of that. It's a Is great it... book, and actually, it's funny because even though he talks a lot about his career and and uh, you know acting and all that stuff, a lot of it really does apply to just anybody who's making their own way in in a field that they they want to do. Um, 
you know, obviously I don't know anything about woodworking. I'm not an actor, but it, there's a lot I could apply to like the work ethic and, and all that kind of stuff. I like that. I mean, Seth Rogen came out with one kind of like that recently too. And I, I kind of want to check it out to be honest. Cause it was like his whole crazy stories throughout his career. I am. Hmm. As a guy who's been told to write that sort of book. Cause I have a lot of crazy stories throughout my life. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know. Huh? Now you want to give me that one by Nick Offerman. Oh, that, all right. It's it's a great listen. I mean, you know, if, if you would like, you know, um, Nick Offerman and you like Ron Swanson and all that stuff, it's great. It's funny because, you know, in, in a lot of ways he is Ron, but he's also kind of a hippie. And kind of? I would say not kind of. <laughs> no, but but like, I say kind of, but like, he he's definitely like, business oriented you wouldn't have a wood shop with employees if you weren't business oriented you know what i mean that's fair. But, but um you know he he gets very philosophical and all this stuff and you know when you listen to it you really do get a lot of it because um he studied uh, you know like he talks a lot about his college and, and um amateur career before he got really started and he did a lot of like kabuki theater with this one traveling troupe and they went to Japan and like, you know, like it's stuff you wouldn't expect from him. And it's like, that, wow. that's out there. I um, mean, just kabuki theater and going to Japan already has got me interested as a guy who's done theater before. That's, ooh. Yeah, but like, you know, I, I have no interest in acting. I'm not one of these people, but like, I was like, all right, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, well, I'm making a trip to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> See, see what I can get. I mean, that's and, and the folks at home. Barnes and Noble is a place where you can buy actual audiobooks and books. I I, I heard it on Audible. Um, yeah. It's great, you know. Like, um, then I have to go out to the store, which is a I have to get off my ass. <laughs> that's valid. I mean, you work like crazy too, so I I get that a lot. It's like, oh, do I want to get up? Oh, fuck it, I have technology. Oh. There was a, a video my girlfriend showed me, by the way. And people who are like comics, and we're like, yeah, we'll get to it in a minute. My girlfriend showed me this video, and she's half Japanese. And I met her, I know her grandmother, and what, she's, her grandma's full of Japanese. And I'm not going to do the accent, not to seem really racist. <laughs> I don't want to seem like that. I really don't. But the best, I'll say it in an American voice, was like, it was a whole TikTok video she showed me, because, you know, she's, young, she's got it. And she, she likes TikTok, and plenty of other people I know, and even in their 50s do. And it was like, oh, how to cook rice the, the Asian way. Uh, first off, World War II over. We use technology. And it's like, yeah, that's fair. He's a rice cooker. <laughs> there was a whole thing. It's like, why why do it the hard way? Just use technology. Just go ahead. Use a rice cooker. I mean, it's cool to learn how to do things. You know, like. Um, it's true. But have you ever tried to cook rice, though, Taylor? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a hassle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why I have an instant pot and I make my rice in there because it takes three exactly. minutes. Oh, yeah, and I put ramen noodles or in, I, if I get noodles, I just put ramen in a pot. There you go. <laughs> Simple um, enough. No, but, like, I, I was watching something a while back, like, um, it was this, this lady who was, like, showing how, like, people in, like, ancient Rome would eat. And she's, like, making stuffed kidney and uh, some kind of oh. honey cake and all that stuff. And I'm like, this looks kind of cool. And I would even try to do it the old-fashioned way. I have, I have a buddy who, like, got on this kick of, like, um period correct um that's what we call it because he found this guy on youtube it was a guy that like dresses like circa i forget what year like 17 something 18 something oh shit and he's like making revolutionary war dishes and like living like that and stuff um it, we, we kind of laugh at his joke but i'm watching I'm like you know what like this is actually kind of interesting <laughs> i'm kind of into this wow and then like I, yeah. watching that got me to this lady and i was like so she's like cooking with like you know, on a freaking, I guess it would be a equivalent of a grill with like this like iron plate over the food to like trap the heat in and stuff. I'm like, you know what? It looks kind of cool. I mean, I would make this like in my modern oven, but it looks cool. I, you know. Oh, Taylor, you have you have done something terrible to me. <laughs> I want to deep dive really bad into this YouTube hole of like antique cooking with people who dress up. I really. Oh my God! I, oh, oh, my grandmother would be proud. I'm kind of getting into cooking. <laughs> oh. Funny enough, I got into cooking because uh, when I got laid off, I had nothing better to do. So <laughs> started cooking around, and um, 
I got to cook. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make stuff for the fam. All right. I'm going to do this here real fast. Like that, I mean, you know what? You kept it busy, though. Yeah, I, honestly, it did keep my mind uh, occupied and, you know, trying new things and stuff like that. I love it. I love it. Well, Taylor, good man. I am going to say, because I don't want to, like I said, I, I still feel bad. I know you had the coffee and such. I still feel kind of bad because <laughs> it's, it's only 730 for me, but it feels like I've been awake for 50 hours. And then it's like 930, I think, for I'll, you. I'll probably do two hours on a jigsaw puzzle, watch the Bad Batch. I'll be busy. <laughs> oh, wow. I got to catch up on the Bad Batch shit. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta really catch up. I'm behind two episodes. Oh, so you don't know that thing. I was about to flip shit. I'm not like, Naylor, no! I didn't say it, but I'm like, how do I mention it? Well, it, it, it's something to do, all I'll say, is something to do with Omega. Omega? Yeah. Okay. I've been hearing, I've been hearing. I, it's also really tough to avoid spoilers when you follow a bunch of, like, fellow nerds. It's yeah. Really, it's really I, tough. I'll never forget when, what was it? Was it Mandalorian? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, that was spoiled a lot for people. Mandalorian was on last year. Mm -hmm. Somebody put up, uh, like, they're just like, I can't believe it, in like a Boba Fett gif or something. <gasps> and it was, it was like from, it was from like Return of the Jedi. It didn't matter. But I'm like, you know, that's all people are thinking about today. Oh. Why the fuck would you post that? And I actually like oh. locked and unfriended this guy, and like he was like taking like a badge of honor, like. Oh, everyone's getting upset. It's like, because you're a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, like, like why? I've been waiting. Let's see, when did I when did I actually get into Star Wars? 1996. 20, 20, I've been waiting like 25 years to see the return of Boba Fett. Why the fuck would you spoil that for me? Oh, I, that's, ooh, ooh. I mean, that goes to the fact, did you ever see the video where somebody spoiled like one of the recent Star Wars movies for somebody? And the guy beat the shit out of that other dude. Cause he's like, hey, and he got arrested. He's like, my reasoning is he spoiled Star Wars. And it's like, valid. <laughs> this is a valid, valid point. Because, That's like, cool. at the end of the day, it's all entertainment. It doesn't really matter. And, you know, like, I give, yeah. if it's a week, fine. It was that morning. Like, I woke up. Oh, my God. I, I cause it was Friday, right? Mandalorian yeah. drops on Friday. I teach on Fridays. I get to school. Um, someone messaged me because, and this is another reason why I tell people stop messaging me for work on social media. I like emails because that way I can keep track of things. But anyway, um, someone messaged me on social media for a job. I went to go look at it. And when I opened the app, there's this freaking picture. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. Uh, condolences. I just, I feel so bad. I, I mm, that happened to me with the Godzilla versus Khan, and I went on the Facebook, and I'm a huge kaiju fan since uh, the old Japanese movies for many many years. Because I was a little kid, so I was like four years old, and I went on to there. I, I mean, I blocked people to, to avoid Mandalorian spoilers. I'll be honest, but when I went on the Facebook, and I'm in part of Godzilla Facebook groups. And I went on it there, and someone's like, Make a Godzilla toily confirmed for the new movie. I I have an auto box on my phone because I I threw it on my bed because I was waking up in the morning. I was like, oh shit, the hell's going on? And I, I, my phone was blowing up, and I threw my my phone on the bed, and I just screamed, Motherfucker! <laughs> I, God damn it! I, oh, I was I was irate. Irate. And it was that whole thing. I'm like, I'm leaving the fucking group. Um, why? I, and it was a whole because I'm like, do you know it's true? Because there was like five toys of them, and it's like, oh, well, I'm fucked. I, and it's just it's great. Like, thanks, dude, for like, whoa, I wanted to confirm for everybody. And it's the same thing. They're always like, oh, well, you know, it's all right. Everyone's on block and stuff like that. I think it's super cool. I wanted to share it. No, you, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't get how this works as being a nerd. Like, I remember the, the last episode. Thank God no one spoiled that last episode because. Again, also, I've been waiting that long to see Luke Skywalker in his prime again. Oh, God, yeah. That thing, that was Disney, like, keeping track of shit online and, and like, taking people's social media accounts down to get that to not spoil. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Honestly, like, as cool as that was, like, I, I'm fine if they recast Hamill. Like, get, get uh, what's his face? Bucky. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Play him. And, and give me, like, an adventure Luke Skywalker show. I would be all about that. Oh, everybody would. Everybody would. We'd, we'd, we'd cry in the opening two seconds. 
but um yeah like nobody spoiled that one for me and it's like that that last scene that book of boba fett uh teaser like i wanted to so bad just put like because it reminded me of that picture of conan like like you know arnold on the on the throne and shit yeah and i was like i want to post this but i don't want to be that asshole so like i waited a week and i'm like this was so cool. It reminded me of this. It's like, <laughs> it was like, Hey, I waited a week guys. And this is, don't worry. <laughs> you can't say shit. It was a week. And if you, let's be honest though, a week when it comes to Mandalorian is good time because if you're going to watch it and you're oh. a fan, you'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah. There was the, the week was the threshold. It's like that unknown thing. It's not really unknown, but it's the not talked about traditions of like, wait a week, even after a movie, if it's a movie, like wait a month, it's, but then wait a week for a TV show, because really, like, this is the problem that like shows that drop all at once have, because these mm. nut jobs will stay up all night, watch the entire series. How do they do that? And then, just... like, I remember when um, when Daredevil first came out. Oh yeah, shotgunning. I'm like, how the fuck are you assholes doing this? Like, I gotta work in the morning. Like. <laughs> Yeah. like you you live with someone who wants to watch it too and oh no no i'm i'm no i refuse to believe that that people are like i watched it with my wife yeah full of shit you watched it by yourself for the no, first no. episodes and then later listen i i don't know how some people are but i would know better than to do that to someone oh god yeah um, there's no way there's shit i don't watch without my girlfriend there's no, no way i live with her she'd kill me i'd be on hallmark channel <laughs> it'd be rough this is why I don't worry about that. <laughs> it's me, but yeah, no, like people who do that, like, what are you nuts? Like, you sleep in the same room with this person. They could, they yeah. could do something. <laughs> don't piss off the person you share a bed with. That's that's like rule of survival at that point. Don't do it. Like, no, it's like don't rule number two of survival in modern houses. Don't piss off the cat because the cat will kill you and don't care. I've woken up with scratches. I thought people would say it was demons. I know it was my cat. <laughs> You just, you just know. No, there's no way. No, there's none. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. You know what? Our significant others may listen to this. Although mine's in, in, in the studio right now, so she, she, she's just looking at me like, yeah, yeah, right, bitch. You know. <laughs> hey. The last we ever heard of the book. Yeah, this is the last podcast, the last anything was uh, That and Faithful Night. <laughs> and it wasn't because it's 110 degrees outside in phoenix no 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 it was not um uh, but yeah taylor i'm gonna say because we're at the hour mark man is i definitely want to say thank you for coming on the show this has been really fun oh i'm happy to be on I'm, I'm happy to of course all right now comes to you though because you know freelancing on all the jazz i like to give people the floor to promote yourself good man like what things are coming out what things can you talk about that aren't under the like Berlin Wall of NDAs. Um, so let's see. Uh, coming back to DC, I'm doing the uh, Harley Quinn animated series uh, tie-in. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Very that, nice. That's going to be fun. Uh, my friend T is working on it, and that's what I got on it. Um, it picks up uh, pretty much at the end of last season. So if you're jonesing for some more Harley Quinn, definitely get on that. Um. Let's see. So that'll be out in September. Uh, I think most of my Dark Horse stuff has been announced. Uh, it's almost all with Aubrey. So we had Savage Hearts was announced. Uh, Worst Dudes is already out. Um, is I doing a third one? Hold on. I'll tell you now. Maybe. Uh... Well, that other one wasn't announced. I can't say that one yet. Okay, that's fair. Don't uh, do that. <laughs> I got a bunch of Aftershock stuff coming out. Um, Bunny Mask, which is like horror, definitely get on that. Um, Maniac of New York just finished, and it's been announced we got the second volume coming out. Um, and then doing a few books for them. Uh, finishing up Baby Teeth, finally. <laughs> like, oh. uh, I actually missed working with Donnie. Um, so it was nice. Uh, the baby teeth, uh, Planet Bellari, uh, and that other one's not announced yet. 
Um, Taylor, holy shit. <laughs> hey, when, you, when you're saying you work a lot, you're really proving it right now. <laughs> I mean, Elvira oh and Vincent Price is coming out. Um, uh, oh, the, the Vamp Reverse mini is happening. Uh, what else am I working on? Uh, Zenoscope, I'm still going strong over there. I just hit issue 50 of uh, Grim Fairy Tales. So. Jesus. I uh, write seven comic books, and you're making me feel bad about just doing seven. <laughs> and this is really hard. <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm you know what though i'm proud i i, I really am because i think that's really cool because i i really it, you know what people who are like i bet he doesn't work that much fucking proving them wrong right now holy shit well, sometimes it feels like it worked too much and it's out of control i get that the guy with three jobs i get it that's why you uh you set limits you know oh, yeah you take some time off and you play some video games or you take some time off and then next thing you know, you're at a reptile sanctuary. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you never know. Never know where you're going to go. But sweet, where can they find you out on social media? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Espo and at Ghostcliff. Instagram, Ghostcliff. Facebook, uh, Ghostcliff Studios. Um, you can find me on my website, uh, ghostofstudios.com and if you want to learn from me, go to the Keyword School. You can take your three-year course or you can take the uh, the summer no, not summer, it's, it's, all, it's offered all year, but I'm not doing it this summer. Um, it's a four-week online course or six-week online course, rather, sorry. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, they, they offer it like three or four times a year, so I, I skipped the summer just because I needed a break, but uh, I'll be doing it again in the fall for sure. Good shit. Good shit. I like it. I like it a lot. So obviously, people, uh, folks, isn't at home. You guys got plenty of stuff to go check out for Taylor. You can, and also Keyword School if you want to learn some more. I mean, obviously, you Taylor, you gave a lot of good, really good learning experience on the show today. I thank you for that too, because I like to, I like it when people can learn something from stuff I do. I find it nice. <laughs> it's kind of good to put some stuff like that out. I try to teach. Yeah. Not much as good as uh, as Animal House taught It's almost like you teach for a job. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Thank, like I said, though, thank you, good man. I'll let you have the rest of your night to do for the jigsaw. I'm probably gonna go see Black Widow tonight, so I there we go because it's still a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Taylor, for coming on, man. Like I said, an absolute honor to have you here. Oh, happy to. I, you know, maybe we'll do it again one day. Sweet. Oh, totally down for that too. If you want to come on and promote something. All right, sounds good, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. Of course. I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. Bye.